online, WRQK.com. Another reminder, this coming Friday is Long Haul Against Hunger. You can find Fantone and myself both as we broadcast live from the Giant Eagle up on the Strip. We'll start the show 6 o'clock in the morning like normal, but extend it. You are getting a 13-hour Stansbury show. Wow. Friday, 6 wow. o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. Now, look, since we're going to broadcast live outside of a Giant Eagle, or basically inside of it, rather, and we're going to be doing some good work for, like, you know, the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank, and honestly, mostly for, you know, some, you know, residents of Stark County, we'll probably lay off the smart condoms. Here's the here's why you should pay for porn. Here's, you know, the 11 things you need to do in bed to be a better lover. We'll probably lay off some of that. So today and tomorrow, it is heavy perv and drugs. I'm getting all, <laughs> dude, all in- I'm just telling you right now, this morning, I'm like a Republican. Looking, dude, I'm getting in your bedroom all day. I'm just, dude, I want to be in your bedroom. I want to decide what's going on in your sex. Absolutely. Phantom, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, uh, wanted, to, uh, wanted to shout out Dan Flowers one more time as we talk about Long Haul Against Hunger. Dude, he was a great interview yesterday. If you guys missed that, that honestly it was something worth podcasting. Well, here's the like, thing. It really was. Well, good. that's true. A, yes. Uh, you, always worth <laughs> Yes. Yes. But- um, but I believe what we may do with Dan Flowers, we had him on yesterday, I believe at nine o'clock, is that we may run him. I may run that interview again today and again tomorrow. I think there are there are things that people need to hear from Dan Flowers, and you may have missed it. So I'll pick a couple of different hours. We'll keep it away from the nine o'clock hour. Okay. And uh, I don't know about today, but I know tomorrow I will be running it again for sure. But if you you know if you're impatient, want to hear from Dan Flowers, find out more about the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. Fansone's right. You can find the podcast at wrqk.com. Buddy, I hear that you were at that Christmas bar last night. Is that right? Indeed, I was. How's that? Oh, uh, dude, it was really good last night. Last night was like the first night. It wasn't a. Uh... Uh, a weekend or uh, an event or anything like that. Good test for like, how is this really doing? Yeah, and I think there was a little bit of you know, uh, Scott and Kim, the owners, didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And she's she, on Fox Eight. She's yesterday. on Fox Eight yesterday, yeah. so you know yeah. there was there was definitely a push there. But no, dude, that's going to uh, what do I want to say? That's going to be a very successful thing for them. I mean, as this is you know, we're not even into December yet. Tuesday night, and it's like, dude, it's not going to be that busy on Tuesday. It's like, no, dude, at the end of the night, it was like, yo, guys, you got to go. Like, we know you're having a good time, right. but like, we all hey Rudolph, go. Oh, wake up, right, let's go. Exactly, dude. So no, someone said to be at work at five. Five o'clock in the morning. It was a uh, it was it was a good time last night. Good people. A couple of Stansbury Show audience members nice. came out. And, you nice. know, like I mean, representing. So uh, so no, it's always good. What's the story with you, buddy? What's I, uh, going on? So I do have a personal story to tell you about yesterday. I can't wait to hear that. But I'm not going to do it until nine thirty. Son of a bitch. No, I I, I got I, now here's the thing. Now here's why. Okay, I want to be able. I'll be honest with you. I got. No sleep last night, like none. Okay, like I normally you can hear it in my voice. I feel like you can hear it a little bit right now. Yeah. I got about twenty minutes total. Okay. And I think that this story, part of what happened yesterday afternoon when I left the office, led into it. Because the more I got away from it, the more I realized, as much as I wanted to blame it all on the other person, it wasn't all him. All right. And it was one of those times where I realized all day yesterday that no situation in life is one-sided. Most situations, I, I won't say no, but most situations in life, no matter if you're angry about it, feel as if you were wronged or not, you may have brought things into that situation that helped you know, uh, you know, move the ball downfield into where you felt like you were disrespected or, you know, something didn't happen properly. And the more I got away from it, and I really do believe that my actions yesterday were weighing on me so heavily all day that I just, and again, without the television, I just con- constantly just kept playing, on it, right? just playing it over and over, playing the tape over and over and again in my mind where I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I allowed that to happen. Now, because I was still, I'm still ultimately right, and that this person was way wrong. Okay, but when I got away from it, I said, "But I didn't do anything to stop it. 
I didn't do anything to like extinguish it. And from the outside looking in, it could be made to be viewed as if I did something to like to like poke the, to poke the bear of it. Now, so here's the deal: is Stansbury and I usually talk about things before we go on the air. I have zero clue with what happened to him yesterday. Yeah. I saw yeah. it. On, I saw it on, on social media yesterday yeah. at Stansbury Show. I saw this this tweet, and I'm like, dude, what happened? What what could possibly be going on? And dude, nine thirty, your boy cannot wait. Now here's the your thing: boy cannot wait. You know how I guys do this. If I tell you 9.30, it probably means Friday at 6.35. You know what I mean? Like, so, so who knows? But I, I'm going to – and maybe I won't be able to make it all show. Maybe I'll spoil it and give it out early. But I didn't want to start the show with it, honestly. Right. I really didn't want to do it the first hour of the program. A, I haven't slept a whole lot. I don't want to relive, get angry, and then have the, like, the show, show go off the rails. Right. Right? And also, I wanted to just like wake up a little bit, think about it a little bit more, and make sure I feel the way I feel about it. Because the guy does live in Canton, Ohio. And he probably ultimately at the end of the day listens to the show. Was he did he look like a listener? Did he seem like a listener? It's one of those po- it's one of those moments in life where it's like maybe you're too grown up, but not necessarily but okay. right, All but right. not necessarily. Right. And so like when I tweeted it, I was like, Oh God. Like I was like, Do you forget how many people you reach? Right? And so like I was worried that someone was gonna be like, Oh my god, that was totally my husband. He called me and told me about that. You almost got into a physical altercation yesterday with a grown yeah. adult in a parking lot. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that this guy is like, are you too grown up to listen? Of course he's I, Okay. All right. That's fair. 930 will give you that. Um, I, we do have uh, Canton Charge tickets to give you. Yes, we we have a four-pack of that. And there's a lot, a lot of sports coming today. LeBron got kicked out of a game for the first time in his career. 7 right. o'clock, we'll get into that. Josh Gordon had some interesting things to say. I think it was Sports Illustrated where he was talking about drug dealing and stealing cars and everything else that happened in Baylor. We'll get into that at 8 o'clock. And then Eli Manning. Got benched by the New York Giants, something I had said a couple of months ago would probably happen. Here it is. Sure enough, happened. Everybody in the world seems to be upset about Eli's response to all of this. We'll give you that at 9 o'clock. More Stansberry Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Join us this coming Friday, December the 1st, for Long Haul Against Hunger. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening, taking food, cash, check donations for the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. It's going to be a good day. Oh, it's always a good day, Long Haul Against Hunger. Yeah, um, I'm forward to that one. So many people have showed up so many times for this. It's it set new records every single year that we've done it. We've got a ton of great corporate sponsors this year. Um, and honestly, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a feel good day, dude. It really is. Like it sucks. They're like, oh, dude, you guys, we get work for you know thirteen hours, and it's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. But like at the same time, man, it's all for a good cause. It's it's one of those days where I don't feel like, man, this sucks. This is terrible. Like, there's there's so many days where I walk out of the studio and I think to myself, all right, well, the show was good, but I probably led to more problems than I than right. I did than I did help anything. Right. Always on that day, I go home. It's always the same thing. I'll go home. I've worked just a long time, and so like you jump in the shower, you want to feel a little refreshed, and then I get out and I always crack a beer, and like sit there at my house and I drink a beer and I just think about like, do you did something good today? Right. And like, I always feel like, all right. right, like I'm a like I'm a halfway decent person. I hate to be like make this all about me, but like you know, welcome to it. Everything's always about me. Screw all the all the all the drinking, the lying, the whoring, all the terrible things Stansberry's done in his life. Oh, dude, no, that's all. It's all in the past now. Good man, Stansbury over here. My buddy's texting me. He's like, dude, what the hell? Because I asked him to play golf yesterday. Yeah. 
and he knows there was an altercation that happened yeah. with me in a parking lot. He's like, dude, what the hell happened? I was like, no, 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 dude, this was, uh, I'll actually tell you, it was at the Walmart on Toss. Not going to tell you the story, 9.30. Oh, Walmart on Toss, never would really have guessed it. 9.30, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, where all the niceness happens up there. Speaking of that. Yeah. So I cut the cord a little while ago. Oh, all right. Here stands for a little virtue signaling here. I cut the cord. And what's been happening is I've been watching a lot more, I don't want to call it, well, I guess it would be, information programming versus, you know, I got Netflix, so like documentaries and that kind of thing, but I've been streaming like YouTube through my Xbox. Okay. And I've been watching like video podcasts, essentially. Okay. People I like, shows I like, stuff like that. Interesting guests and the like. And I was watching an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. And Joe's show's good. He's a little all over the map. Like, there's a reason why he does a great podcast. He can never be on the radio because it's like, dude, just Joe, stay on topic. That's kind of who he is. That is you know is. what I'm saying? Like, in everything he's ever he's done, great he's great so at it. Scattered. Like, he's so, you know, all over the place. You can get his podcast, by the way, at, uh, at iHeartRadio now. You can listen to it. <laughs> they, love, they love promoting that now. Joe Rogan, better than Stansberry. And he had, I hope I get this guy's name right. He had Jamie Kilstein on. Jamie Kilstein. Who Jamie Kilstein was like, and th- these are his terms, was a social justice warrior. And apparently he got exposed in uh, just constantly trolling and throwing out some fake information and constantly just like berating other people for disagreeing with him. And he started a, a, a he himself started a podcast that turned into what's now called Citizen Radio. And he's now since left and even like the left now hates him. Because he's like kind of admitted that like the he Jamie's like the first guy on that side to come out and say, look, this leftist Twitter mob is real and we are coming after you. It is 100 percent real. It's 100 percent orchestrated. And that's why everybody on that side now like kind of hates him. And I found it to be so interesting because Joe kept saying, where do you hear how honest this guy is? He totally owns up to everything. And sure enough, the more you listen to it, it's like, wow, this stuff really does happen. Like it really does happen. And it got me thinking about something that happened yesterday on this program which is we were talking about Trump talking to the World War II veterans of Navajo descent, and he called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. And the whole world then like started to have the debate about whether or not this is a racial slur, which I felt like was the wrong thing to focus on yesterday out of that. And I so we posted it at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. And sure enough, it spurred this huge debate. And again, I don't really want to get bogged down to slur, not slur, because my point is, is that he wasn't trying to be nice about it. He wasn't trying to, like, you know, give her a compliment. He was looking to put her down a little bit. And I think at any point you use anything to kind of put somebody down. At some point, the world's going to call it a slur, whether or not it actually fits the, the exact description of what a slur really is or not. I also think America's got a problem with slurs and the, and the fact that like everybody agrees, well, the N-word's not great. Don't use that one. But outside of that, we all kind of like move the line whenever the hell we feel like it. Mick, honky, wop, whatever. We all kind of like move it wherever the hell we see fit. Well, it's okay. My Irish friend likes it. Well, not everybody does, right? And so like sometimes you just got to be careful. And, but America's done a bad job with that where it's like there's one slur, the rest of them, everybody else kind of needs to suck it up. That's kind of like America's mentality, right? And so we posted this. And the video of it, of it, of it happening. And these two dudes, now more people, but these two guys, Fantone, it was 1130 at night last night. Right. I posted this at what, seven o'clock yesterday morning? Bright and early, dude, as, as, as the show was just kind of kicking off. And at 1130 at night last night, these two dudes are still going back at each Arguing other. Arguing with each other. On our Facebook page. And I just thought to myself, 
You know, for a nation that tells me how busy it is. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, for everybody's always telling me how busy, so busy. they are. Can't, I, can't get I don't know how done. I got this so done. Got oh, my God. Still. Dude, you don't understand how busy parents are. That's how kids end up in hot cars. You have no idea. The tired of, uh, uh, right? So if we're this busy, but we, and look, I'm not trying to knock any one person in particular. Okay? I'm really not. But we're this busy, but we have time to do this for 12, 13, 14 some hours? I mean, dude, they're still going at it this morning. I mean, meaning, dude, you woke, you went to bed pissed last right, night over it. Right, woke up, thumbs going. Oh my God, this a hole. Wake up, the sleep's not even out of your eyes yet. And we're back in it. And now, again, what does America do? We don't, I always bitch about this. We don't argue the real thing, we argue the offshoot thing. Because now everybody's making it about, well, Elizabeth Warren lied. She lied about, you know, her Native American ancestry to get a job. That's not right. And I don't want you to do that. Okay? But let's be honest. When's the last time you went on a job interview and didn't lie? Well, yeah, and I mean, we're getting into the territory of, well, you did something wrong, therefore I can do something wrong, and your seven-year-old, you wouldn't accept that logic That's from him. the exact opposite of what you teach your kids. Right, so why would you accept your logic, that kind of logic from anyone else? So, I don't know. And but, I mean, like, is is it, like, definitively proved, like, Elizabeth Warren well, lied? She, I, I, mean, like, I guess she comes out and even admits it now, that, like, look, that this isn't true. I, that's what I'm hearing. I don't know that. But getting back to this Joe Rogan podcast, the reason why I bring it up is Jamie started to... Kilstein. Jamie Kilstein was his name. He came out and was talking about how it's physically addictive. How, like, all the drugs he's ever done, refreshing Twitter. Oh, yeah. Was like his drug. Oh, yeah. He said the one time he got so mad at somebody that he was arguing with on Twitter, he said, You know what? This is crazy. I'm just going to go for a walk in the park. Left his apartment. He said before he hit the park, he was already arguing with two more people different about something else. He, as he was trying to take a break from it, he went right back to it without even realizing he had done it. I think you and I both know there is a little bit of release and a little bit of power that comes in that argument. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is. Um, and we have an avenue that other people don't necessarily have. But Yeah, I, w- I think I would be a nightmare via social media if I didn't do if this. If you didn't do this. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things that, like, it sounds stupid to say that you could be addicted to that feeling but like oh it's a dopamine release in the brain i 100 percent buy it i mean do we've had people addicted to video games on intervention so like if that if that can be addictive and i think any i think most things in life probably can or hold some addictive you know principles what a what a terrible addiction getting pissed at some dude on facebook that you don't even know that you will never know i understand like hey you have a disagreement and you post something they post something you post something but somewhere along the line it's like well dude i don't know this guy and i don't care what he believes that's the thing that's one of the things in, in America right now that kind of boggles my mind is that like, why do we all care what other people think? I think what I think, and I genuinely don't care what you think. Like, you, isn't that isn't that what America's all about? I don't like, care what anybody thinks. I mean, like, isn't it? The reality, this is like what we said yesterday about people who say, I have no regrets. Well, then you're an idiot. Right. If you lived, if you lived, like, first of all, if you're my age and don't ever regret, honestly, either you're stupid or you're so stubborn you won't admit that you've made mistakes. Having no regrets, really, I said this yesterday, the focus of that really should be, I try not to focus on my regrets, but you should absolutely have them. You have not lived a flawless life. As a matter of fact, what was I saying? I I got into a personal situation yesterday. It affected my whole life yesterday. That's a regret. 930, can't wait for that story, bro.
cannot wait. Yeah, 930. <laughs> Hopefully that dude will be at work and not drive up into this parking lot and cause problems. 930 is when you get me, um, well, you know, melting down in a parking lot. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was not it was not all that great. More Stansberry show and the reasons why you should pay for porn next on Rock 1069. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry show. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry show on Rock 1069. Online for wrqk.com. I'm laughing because I flipped over pages in my notebook. Right. And I realized that I had heard something yesterday that I guess it will help prevent a stroke if you learn to write or try to attempt to write every day with your non-dominant hand. There's something about accessing the other part of your brain like that okay. that helps keep the like I, I guess the functionality of your brain working properly enough that it can help ward off a um, it can help ward off a stroke. Interesting enough thought there. I, you know, never, never, never. Would I would imagine that, yeah. messing around hey, more okay. parts of your brain probably better for you than not. Okay. And so, I, like, I started doing it yesterday in this notebook, and then I used my dominant hand. And I'll tell you what's sad is that I can't tell which one's which. <laughs> it is true. Like, if like everybody's got things they're embarrassed of, I have the handwriting of like maybe a fifth grader. Maybe my sister-in-law, who you constantly hear me talk about, is one of the smartest women you'll ever meet in your entire life. People, let alone women. She's like off the chart smart. I don't know how the hell she fell for my brother. I can't for the life of me figure it out. But she's like one of the smartest people you ever meet. And she, the entire time she's been married to my brother, she knows it kind of gets to me. And so like as I go home for th- for uh, for Christmas, she'll like she'll kind of dig at me about it because she knows it bothers me. It's just it's one of those things I'm very embarrassed of. As a matter of fact, I was playing one of those. It was a Pictionary or like one of those kind of games once with a, with an ex girlfriend. Yeah. And she got so mad we lost because she couldn't read something that I had wrote. And like next thing I know, it's three o'clock in the morning. And instead of having sex, we're now arguing about like losing a Pictionary because I couldn't, I couldn't write well enough. I do. I have horrible handwriting. Um, it's not like my handwriting is great or anything, but I think a big part of the problem for most people is like how often are we writing anymore? It's just not nearly, you know, once upon a time, you literally had to write every day. Right. Now it's just like, eh, maybe I use a pen once a day. I mean, it's like one of those things, like I'm looking at this, it's like, there's a capital letter, there's a lowercase, there's another capital there, just going back and forth between the two. It's half cursive, half not. Like, I'm just looking at this like, Jesus, dude, like... It's like this is like looks like somebody who would write like like a note about how they're gonna like blow up banks. Like this does not look like somebody that has their life together, which I guess I don't. So I guess that works out. I guess that works out. But I I heard that yesterday and I can't I don't know. For some reason I was like, Oh, well, you better get on that. Dude, every other avenue of life. Sandsbury's like, you know what? I'll just die. I don't care. Whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, if you write the strokes sound bad. Here's the thing. Because I don't care about dying. Like this is true about me. I don't care if I die. Like, I don't want to. I'm not right. morbid. I'm not, right. I can't, it's not like I can't wait, but I'm okay with the idea of it. But having a stroke and then being alive and not having control over one side of my face, I'm sorry, maybe I'm too vain. And maybe I would feel differently in the moment, like, okay, please, I'll take any part of life I can get. I understand that that could happen, right? I'm just saying, it being, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, the picture of health, but, you know, as I sit here today, pretty healthy. 
I would sort of healthy, maybe healthy. Having a stroke and like losing like like you know the, the motion of part of my face would really get to me. Yeah, I mean, putting yourself in a situation like that until you've lived it, until you've done it, it's it's a it's an exercise in futility in the sense of like I don't know how I react to that. But you're right, stroke does not seem like a good a good way to to you know. No, Joseph says, you know what, dude, we, we follow you on Twitter. Your handwriting on here is fine. <laughs> I dude, there's something about it. Like I was always pretty. Here's what's crazy: is I was pretty, always pretty good in English class. Like that wasn't one of the like math was like the the subject in school where I was like, oh god, don't make me go in there. Like I just didn't like it, right? But English and history and science, I was always pretty good with like all that stuff, right? I mean, a lot of times I didn't pay enough attention and I didn't do enough homework to right. get good grades. But like I grasped it. But like there, I've talked about this before too. Where punctuation. Like, honestly, dude, like, I use four pieces of punctuation. There's, like, 12, and I use four. That's how I know I'm not doing it right. You know what I mean? Like, if you just don't use more than half of what's available to you, right? Like, I, that's why I can't believe social media is as big as it is. When you think about the fact that most people honestly struggle with spelling and most people struggle with punctuation. Most people are using the U as you. Most people aren't concerned about that. Punctuation doesn't enter most social media. You fair. know what I'm saying? And, and you know, don't get me wrong. There's, That's fair. There's the quote unquote grammar Nazis out there who, who are, you know, who will They're come in. They're kind of annoying, right? Well, it, yeah. It normally comes out after, like, the person's right, but they misspelled the word, so then you focus on that? Now, yes and no, because... On one hand, yes, because it's like, dude, if it's a typo or if it's like a minor misspelling within a point that you're trying to make. I'm bad about typos. Yes, that happens. And like, if you're going to, if you're going to like come at somebody about that, but if you're constantly using the wrong your for your, there is a little bit of like, well, dude, I don't care what you have to say about this because you're an idiot because you don't. Well, preaching to me about things is is a little crazy because you got enough stuff to be doing over there. Okay. I'll give you that one. I could give you that. I, um, those are things that honestly, it, it, and I think a lot of people have a hard time with that is like admitting what they're not great at and like, you know, and, and admitting what they're embarrassed about. Those two things have been like since being in school have been sources of anxiety for me. Like, oh, my God. Little Danny standing up at the chalkboard having to write up on the board. Dude's all nervous. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, man. Do you think it's because you're left handed? Do you think it's anything that's anything to do with that? it? It may be. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I've heard left handed people write messier. I know this wow. is one of those things that will get passed around on Facebook. Doctors have the worst handwriting ever. It's because their brains work so <laughs> fast and so busy. And then everybody goes, look, I'm a genius because my pants are on the living room floor. And it's like, no, dude, you're not a genius because you won't clean your house you know and i'm certainly not trying to paint you out as the victim here i'm a victim like that. no okay. i like it i'm yeah, a victim it. it's 2017 dude I'm, I'm just saying you know 30 years ago when you were in school maybe it was one of those things where it's like you know the teacher didn't necessarily give you the resources and give you like the guidance of being a left-handed writer you know what i mean he's she's uh-huh. just she's just playing to the right handers playing it playing to uh-huh. the right side of things i've been hand shamed that's what that's what i think man, i, I have friend. been i have been hand shamed <laughs> you know as we were talking about that before the break i honestly is like you know the virtual signaling all that stuff that's going on somebody sent me this meme where a comedian was standing on the stage and he says i'm trying now in my sets to say you guys or i'm trying not to say you guys anymore it's not inclusive you're supposed to say you all now and then his joke is it's a weird point in history we've come to where you have to sound where you have to say y'all to sound more progressive it's like you know what that's that's kind of a great that's kind of a great point there i guess before I get off on this, this is what I want to tell you about words, is that they absolutely do matter, and you got to be careful on which ones you use. 
However, if you're one of these people that constantly gets offended by words you hear, I want you to take a step back and stop maybe thinking about whether or not you should be angry and think about what the person's intent was. I think that's got that's been lost in all of this. It's like, oh my God, Navajo or this word or that word. What's the intent? Like now, Trump's intent yesterday with the, with the Pocahontas thing, I think honestly he was trying to put that woman down. That's a bad example for that. But I think if you're talking to somebody in the workplace and they say, "Hey, you guys, don't be mad because you're a group of women standing there going, oh my God, see male dominated society, you're trying to put me in this group.' Why don't you just go, oh, somebody's just trying to get my attention, or the intent isn't to be awful to me. Maybe they just wanted to garner our attention. I think sometimes people are just so quick to be like, that upset me versus was the person trying to upset you? Because I think that has a lot to do with whether or not you should be upset. More Stansberry Show and a look into LeBron's first ever. This has ever happened. First ever. That's uh, from last night's game. We'll look into that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Guys, there is a story breaking right now. And we still don't have all the information yet. We're trying to track it down. But there is, get ready for another huge celebrity name. Huge celebrity name. Who has just been excused from his position over sexual harassment, inappropriateness, whatever. Again, I don't have all the information yet. We're going we're gonna to try to get that to you by 7.30. But when I heard, I said when this, when this first came out. That it would eventually, this soul, this sexual harassment awakening this country is going through right now, that eventually it would hit this business, the broadcasting business, and it would hit it hard. And sure enough, I think we're seeing one of the next victims from this very industry. Not radio, this time it's TV. But this is going to be a radio problem. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my friend Heather last night who was in the radio business, and I was talking to her about that. I said, how many of your bosses tried to have sex had tried to have sex with you in this industry? She's like, Dan, every last one. She's like, there's like three of them that didn't because they were married and they, right. they, they were too old for me and they realized it and they just didn't, you know, or maybe just good dudes didn't do it. She's like, but damn, most guys in this industry have tried to get in my pants. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I bet I could see that. You're an attractive woman. I, I guess I could see it. I, so as more information comes out about that, we'll obviously relay it to you. But when I heard that, I was like, wow, that is a that's a name. We'll get into that here in a little while. LeBron had something happen last night, buddy, uh, that has never happened to him. Is this his 14th or 15th year? Is it 14th, 15th? So 15th. It's, this it's, is in the, I think we're in the middle of 15th. We're in yeah, the middle yeah, of yeah. his 15th season. LeBron got ejected from a game last night for the first time in his career. We have Fred with the call, right? Indeed we do. Let me hear that. Inside LeBron James picked his pocket. He shot him. He sure did. Here comes LeBron changing gears. Bumping and missing. He's going his foul. He's going to get a tech. And he's out of here. LeBron James has just been ejected. So if you haven't seen the video, he goes up to the hoop, feels like he, he was fouled. In, in today's NBA, it's totally a foul. He was being fouled all the way up the court is, is LeBron's argument. And he starts jawing at the ref. And the ref, here's what I found surprising about it. Not the fact that LeBron got thrown out of a game. I was surprised about the fact that it took him this long in his career to have it happen. But this was at home, right? 
Indeed, it was. This was in the queue. That's where I thought it was like, wow, dude, and your home floor? Like, doesn't normally the star get the brakes on your home floor? Yes, and I know people are going to make the argument of, well, LeBron gets away with stuff all the time. He does. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you can make the argument of traveling in the NBA. Save the league for 10 years. You're going to get some calls. I mean, much like in football, every single play, if you really break the film down, you're going to be able to pull pull out a holding. Holding, holding, holding. Right, you're going to be able to do that. For sure, yeah. There's no doubt, but that's, I feel like, different than, I guess, a non-call of a blatant foul and uh, you know uh, when 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 it comes down to it LeBron has faced this for the past 15 years in the sense of he's just built so different and so much stronger than most basketball players it doesn't look like anything this is what people say about Cam Newton yep. with the roughing the passer yep. thing is that do Cam's a freak of physical nature that it doesn't look the same as when you like take Eli Manning's head off with, with, with a sack there's a, there's a little bit of an argument there do we, uh, so we have uh, so we have some reaction of uh, both who uh, Ty Lue, Dwayne Wade and LeBron both, right? Or all three, right? I got fouled and uh, and showed my uh, frustration to the ref and uh, he uh, sent me to the locker room. Is that 15 years of frustration knowing that you haven't gotten many of those calls, LeBron? No. No, but um, lie, 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 lie. lie. But, th- but that's the smart lie in the play. You know, as a matter of fact, I saw Kyle Korver last night on TV who said, you know, when you play against LeBron, you think to yourself, man, that guy gets every call there is. He's like, until you get traded to the Cavs. He's like, and then you run the floor with him every night, and then you realize you're looking at it, you're like, this guy never gets these foul calls that he should get. You know, that, that particular play, I got fouled all the way up the court, you know, from the time that I stripped him all the way till I got to the rim. And, uh, you know, so that's what it was about. And uh, I said what I had to say, and I moved on, but he decided I should get two of them, you know, so... It is what it is. I mean, that's, win, that's what's most important. That's the ref abusing a little bit of power there, right? Um, uh, Yes. I mean, I think the ref definitely interjected himself in this situation. And luckily, I think the Cavs are up by like 25 at this point. I mean, didn't so. Kevin Love put like 40 down oh, in the yeah, first Kevin half? Love, I think, it was, I think it was, he ended up the night with 38 and 9 rebounds. Jeez. And I think he played a limited amount of minutes. Which I mean, just, it, it, the Cavaliers have turned it around. And I know that's a part of this story that's going to get missed. And like people are going to like uh, brush it off, whatever. Um, but I think they've won nine in a row. And I well, think it's, it, it's like 12 of their last 13. So it's like they're doing pretty well right now you know what did i say early what did i say early is that a lot of why why the losing's happening is because they're bored they don't have enough to do they don't care about these games and i also thought it was interesting that teams that were good they would they would gear up and they would win and then teams that have no shot to make the playoffs beat the Cavs. it's like come on you know what he's doing he's resting without resting what you said have you ever said that before to a ref yeah no i really don't know what he said this is tyler the referee did he get him out He, he got kicked out you want me to go against the ref? Yeah. No, he got thrown out. He's out. I mean, I just thought it was quick. Dwayne Wade. You know, I mean, okay. you know, a player like him, you know, you give him a benefit of doubt. You know, he says what he says, you give him a tech, and you kind of walk away. You know, you let him calm down. Um, but, <laughs> so, that's it. That's all I got on that. <laughs> Dwayne's a likable guy. Uh, you know what? Yes. <laughs> Just ain't never seen him get ejected. <laughs> but I definitely seen him that mad before. So, man, listen, I'm, I'm trying to win every possession. I don't care if we have 23, we're down 23. I want to win every possession, and I wanted to win that possession. You know, we got a great defensive stop, get an opportunity to try to, you know, get some more momentum, and you know, and it was, uh, <clears throat> you know, it wasn't a momentum play on the other end. I am. Um, I've been accused of being a LeBron homer a million times. Yeah. But 
and this is going to happen again. I don't know what he said to the ref, so I can't defend it, right? I don't, if he stepped over the line, whatever, I don't know what was said, so I cannot defend the words he used, all right? So I won't. But I will defend LeBron James in saying this, that if I took you from the slums of Akron with no money and gave you a billion dollars like he has, You'd be acting out, wiling out, getting thrown out of every game. I'd be ejected from life, bro. I'd be ejected from life. People would be like, dude, Fantone, you're done. It's over. And so, like, no matter what happens with this guy, every milestone, it's just a reminder that he has kept his act together after being given all that money. He is the consummate professional. Um, I know you can get into the quitter and the cramps. I know you can get into that. But find me a better... Outside of being, and I know some of you disagree with his politics, so maybe you wouldn't want your kid looking up to him for that. But outside, but the way, dude, his life is pretty well molded for a kid to be able to look up to him and be like, that's the way I should do it. Yeah, I feel like he's an appropriate role model. I think that's fair. Um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called LeBron James versus the NBA. And essentially what it's doing is breaking down him versus the 15 other greatest players in history. Really? And when I finish it, dude, I'll definitely bring it in for you because it's a, it's a real easy read. Like, it's really accessible. Yeah, I'd like to read that. And it, it is. It, it gives a good case for him. Um, but it, it, this, I think more than anything, is you kind of listen to that. At the end, he talks about, like, dude, I'm trying to win every possession. And, like, that's what you're looking for in your leader and like that's and I know it's easy to say the right things in front of a camera especially once you've spent 15 years doing it um, but that's really why I feel like that guy is who he is like when you take that accountability on of like hey at the end of the day if I'm out on that basketball court what I'm trying to do is win win and that's 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 what it is like you said it doesn't matter if I'm up 23 right now and as far as what he said specifically to the referee goes um, I, I'm pretty close to basketball action on a regular basis I don't know if LeBron insulted him, but like vulgarity is not uncommon. I know there are certain words. Like I know there have been previous refs in other sports who have said, "If you call me like the c word, right, I'm running." Yeah, I think if you call the referee anything, that's over the line. Once you get into like you, that's over the line. Once it's personal, but if you say, "I can't effing believe this call," no, I wouldn't throw a player out for that. Right, that's different. They're grown men. Right, I mean, in the heat of battle, in in that in that athletic moment, things are going to come out. Exactly. Yeah, things are going to come out. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't run a player for that. Vulgarity is not uncommon. No, not for that. I mean, no, I, I I would imagine, honestly, I know at the one point, was it David Stern, the previous uh, NBA commissioner, who kind of addressed it, who said, guys, these mics pick up stuff on the court. Like, yeah. you got to be a little careful here. Let's stop with, like, some of this stuff and some of that stuff. We wanted to have a global brand. We wanted it to be on television. We don't want people complaining about it. And so, um, you know, I, I believe they had addressed that once before. But LeBron's normally buttoned up. I know he used the F word at, at the parade, but he had just won a championship. So right. I remember saying then, like, guys, let's, let, let's not run them out of out of town over a word we're all going to use but i just 15 years in the league first time he's been ejected i just that's the way you go about it that is the way you go about it a major broadcasting figure major has been fired from his position this morning this story's just now breaking and we're going to try to find as much information as we can and pass it on to you next on rock 1069 welcome back to the Show on Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. You missed yesterday's show? You can podcast that there. We had uh, the CEO of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, Dan Flowers, on the air with us as we're going to be doing Long Haul Against Hunger. That's this Friday at the Giant Eagle on the Strip. We'll be there. So will my 1017. We'll be there from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening taking food, non perishable food items. 
cash, check donations. They'll swipe debit cards on site this year. Love nice. that. Love that. Love that. Love, love, love that. To benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank and then ultimately residents of Star County. Excited about that. It's been a good thing we've done every year. It's gotten bigger and bigger every year, and I hope that that is true again this year. Much like Sansbury, getting bigger and bigger every, every single year. Every year. That's insane expansion here. Well, Ken, let me tell you, you better enjoy me while you got me. All right. Because a huge broadcasting job just came open, and, okay. I'm, and I'm applying. Okay, here we go. I'm applying. <laughs> a huge vacancy in broadcasting has just opened up as NBC has fired today's show host, Matt Lauer. We have Samantha Guthrie. Samantha Guthrie. Savannah. Savannah? Savannah. I had her name wrong. Savannah Guthrie. Who was uh, she? Did the Today Show with him, right? It's doing the day, to, doing the Today Show today. She's doing it today, and she actually has a statement from the chairman of NBC News. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to today. And Hoda's here with me at this morning because this is a sad morning here at Today and at NBC News. Just moments ago, NBC News Chairman Andy Lack sent the following note to our organization. Dear colleagues, on Monday night, we received a detailed complaint from a colleague about inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace by Matt Lauer. It represented, after serious review, a clear violation of our company's standards. As a result, we have decided to terminate his employment. While it is the first complaint about his behavior in the over 20 years he has been at NBC News, we were also presented with reason to believe this may not have been an isolated incident. Our highest priority is to create a workplace environment where everyone feels safe and protected, and to ensure that any actions that run counter to our core values are met with consequences, matter who the offender. We are deeply saddened by this turn of events, but we will face it together as a news organization and do it in as transparent a manner as we can. That is the statement from our chairman, Andy Lack, and we just learned this moments ago, just this morning. As I'm sure you can imagine, we are devastated and we are still processing all of this. And I will tell you right now, we do not know more than what I just shared with you, but we will be covering this story as reporters, as journalists, I'm sure we will be learning more details in the hours and days to come. And we promise we will share that with you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, I said a couple of weeks ago that this whole sexual inappropriate awakening that's happening in this country that kind of needed to happen, let's be honest, would rock this industry. I, I had predicted it would rock the broadcasting industry because I've been in it long enough to know. And I, but I wouldn't have, there are just certain people. And Matt Lauer just seems to me like one of those guys, like, I wouldn't have bet on this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, definitely his main primary job role was the host of Today's Show, but he was really a face of NBC. Oh, like, God, on yeah. so many different avenues, on so many different programs, he was kind of the guy that you the went guy. to. Yeah. And so, like, this is a name that kind of shocked me. It, it, it was a little bit here, but if you listen to the statement... It sounds to me like they investigated, found real proof, and were like, nope, you got to go. And, I mean, they fired him right before the show started this morning. 
is I, I guess I mean they were made aware Monday night, and then by what Wednesday morning right. they're like, no, dude, you're off our air. I mean that's a big turnaround, especially when you consider the contract. I'm sure that Matt Lauer has. Oh. I mean, like you know, most although bro- they fired him with cause now, right? Well, I mean, most broadcasters have a contract that you know you'd like to think keeps you in in a place where it's like, well, nah. I, I'm no, but like this must have been like you said, this must have been very for clear cause. cut for cause. Yeah, that's my guess. I don't. I obviously don't know, but that would be my guess. And, you know, I, you know, people always say, you know, they have a contract. And what I always say about a contract is this. As a guy who has, had, has worked in a business where I've needed a contract for 15 years, let me tell you something. If the contract helped you, you would have the, the company <laughs> would <laughs> never give it to you. you There's stuff. a reason why your boss forces, no, 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 make sure you get this signed by this day, by this day, by this day, by this day. <laughs> why do you think it is? It's because it's protecting them, not the employee. Now, I got to ask this question. All right. Okay, as I have been saying from the beginning of this, that we need to weed out creepy dudes who are overstepping their bounds and saying inappropriate things and touching women appropriately. I'm all for it. Okay, but I said early on that I worry that what we're going to do is we're going to go allegation crazy. And I'll be honest with you. I like the system of if you if we have proof, you're out. But I don't necessarily like the, you've been accused, so you're fired. Um, I worry about that. Innocent until proven guilty applies in the court of law. And I just, I understand where you're coming from there. Um, I mean, are they leaving themselves up to it? Now, I don't know. I feel like NBC probably has the proof. I don't know why I feel that way, but but I do. I don't know. It's just something that's coming to the top of my mind. But if they don't, are they not leaving themselves open for a lawsuit? um, Because... Guys, as you're constantly telling me that I gotta that I gotta soften my position on minimum wage and how we have to force CEOs to do the right thing because they're never gonna do the right thing just to do it, and there is some truth to that. All right. When will CEOs go, oh my God, dude, this is a surefire way to get out of all of these high dollar TV contracts that we don't want to be paying anymore. And this is a way to usher in younger, cheaper talent. And we don't care what happens to Matt Lauer's reputation because we know the human people. We know the American people. You're going to be pissed at NBC for two days and then you're going to go right back to watching the shows. I mean, I guess at that point it's going to be on Matt Lauer and his legal representation to prove that he was wrongfully fired and that that was, you know, uh, that he was wrong there and that there was a you know defamation of character or whatever you want to say. Um, but as far as like a business goes, I mean, you have the right to hire and fire people as you see fit. And if the allegation you feel like is enough and the evidence of that allegation you feel like is enough to, to fire the person, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. So I, I asked a person in this building, Five minutes ago, a position of power who has worked in this industry forever. And I said to him, I said, between you, me, and the wall, and by that means I'm going to go on the air and, 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 and say this. <laughs> I said, you have, I don't think you've ever been inappropriate with anybody sexually. Like I said, I don't know your history, but I, but I don't, I don't believe that to be true. But I know that you've worked in this industry long enough to where you have fired more than your fair share of women. And he's like, yeah. I said, are you ever worried? That what you're that what you're gonna have happen is somebody lodge one of these against you because it's now become the thing to do, and he said to me every single day. Now that's sad. I'm not sure I like that. 
right. as a guy who doesn't have this in his in his history is now like, well, I mean, dude, I have fired people and they are public and people have a hard time finding a jobs after you do it. And so now next thing you know, if this, you know, I was like, I just I feel like this is eventually where this is going. I mean, and I guess, like, it's not right that it's going there, but we were all the way the other way a moment, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah, we got to get it right. Right. I'm I'm for it. And so, like, we'll overreach. I guess where that's where it gets lost in the the conversation here is that, you know, there becomes the point of, like, it's either you believe all women every case 100% of the time or or you believe every guy in the the, the guy who's being accused of it. And I've said this about a million different things and I think police shootings is where it really happened for me is if you believe all one way or all the other all the time you're wrong you are so like you just have to look at it with nuance I'm sure NBC just wasn't like well you know what it's kind of a baseless allegation but we'll go with it anyway they know that they know that Matt Lauer's got legal representation they know Matt Lauer's got maybe he just cop to, to do it that. you know what I'm saying like so maybe I, and, and, and don't get me wrong we do have to be cautious and and mindful about you know false allegations but at the same time like you have to be mindful and cautious about I want these those real people allegations right I, I want those people persecuted I want their lives upended the way people who are guilty have their lives upended I, um, I'm hearing this from Twitter but Matt Lauer made 28 million dollars annually Jeez, dude. guys if you don't think the CEO of NBC News wants to get outside of that contract and hire some 22 year old that he can pay a lot less money to they do sure but it, dude if you're if you're Matt Lauer I mean good God dude you're making 28 million dollars a year keep your penis in your pants have a little bit of self-preservation and understand the role that you're in dude what what are you doing should be important to point out that we don't know what the list of allegations actually are it's right. just it was sexual in nature and it was inappropriate now I keep coming back to this and I will always Always keep coming back to this. Okay. I in my career have gotten myself into a situation where I have said things to women probably in the building I probably should not have said. Right? Welcome to being alive. Sooner or later, do you do this for a living? You're gonna butt up against things you shouldn't say, maybe on or off the air. It's just the nature of the beast. It's like being a comedian. Sooner or later, you're gonna push the envelope a little too far because pushing the envelope is your job, right? And so I understand how a dude goes to work. Right. Doesn't get enough sex in his life. Feels like women always kind of like put him down or whatever rejection and whatever lays into it to where he builds up like this thing in his head where he feels like he can say this thing or maybe he misconstrues somebody being nice to him. And so then he tries to like hit on her. I totally understand how a dude gets himself in trouble verbally. Like I get it. What I don't get is and I don't know what Matt Lauer did yet, but I what I don't get is people like Louis C.K. who just strip naked and start masturbating in front right, of women. Right. Like, I don't get it. Guys, th- 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 this will be a good test for you. I want you to get off work today, go home, lock the bathroom door, take all of your clothes off, keep your eyes open the entire time, and masturbate in front of the mirror. <laughs> no, and you tell me to. if you think any woman no. wants to watch that, no. or if that's going to help your case no. of getting that woman to go hop into bed with you. It, of course, will not. You're going to look awful. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't get how guys get to, I'm going to touch her, or I'm taking my penis out. Like, that I will never... I understand how a guy can say something about a skirt, or he can say something about it. I totally understand how guys can fall victim to that. I I would I probably have been guilty of that. But like 
the just undressing and like chasing women around the office, like Charlie Rose, like all this stuff. Like I just, for the life of me, I guess I'm happy. I guess ultimately is my point is that I'm happy that that doesn't seem like normal behavior to me. More Stan's Ray Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.69. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. If you're just waking up, you may not have heard yet that NBC News has let Matt Lauer go for inappropriate sexual behavior. I have a statement here from NBC News Chairman Andy Lack, who says, while it is the first complaint about his behavior in the over 20 years he's been at NBC News, we were also presented with no reason to believe that this may not have been an isolated incident. So if I read that, this means that they believe that this is repeated behavior on the part of Matt Lauer. And I got a question via Twitter as we were heading to break. And I think it's a good point. And so I wanted to rejoin and ask the question. Because I would kind of like to figure out where is this line? But I was asked, how come accusations are enough to fire a broadcaster, but they're not enough to either remove and or block a politician from gaining power? At the very least, I mean... Government different than corporations, businesses, you know what I'm saying? Businesses have the ability to fire and hire at will. Well, you know what I'm saying? I would also say you got to you gotta realize that there's going to be a, another variable in news anchors here that isn't true of most other people in their jobs, meaning these are the people that are paid high-dollar salaries to tell you who all the other creeps are. And so you can't have Matt Lauer out there talking to you about all the people who've been fired right. when there's a woman running around the building saying, hey, dude, you, you can't let him sit up there and pretend he's all high and mighty when this was happening to me. Yeah. And, and so they're looking like, let's get rid of the creeps so we can report on the creeps. Living up to the standard is is definitely a part of it. And like, I guess it's just a tough place for those people to be because you're right. They're going to have to report on this story. There's no question about it. Their friend. Um, right. But I Sarah mean, Silverman, somebody actually. Been, somebody you've been working with. Somebody that, yeah, that you've, been no, you've known for 20 years. All of a sudden, it's like, dude, I got to report on this. Sarah, uh, Sarah Silverman talked about this with Louis C.K. They've been friends for like 25 years. And she's like, obviously, everybody wants me to comment on Louis. She's like, but I'm kind of stuck in the middle here. I feel angry about the five women that he wrongfully hurt and did all that. And I feel for them. And I sympathize with them. She's like, but Louis also my friend. And so there's like there's this place here where it's like, can I still love somebody that's that has done awful things? You know, what I mean, that's a fine line. Now, you know what I mean? Matt Lauer's not somebody you love. He's just somebody you watch on TV. Right. And I, I know. Believe me, I know from being a little bit in a, you know, in an adjacent career that you love us when we're when we're riding high. But the moment you think you got a reason to hate us, you're quick to turn. But Al Roker loves Matt Lauer. Savannah right. Guthrie loves yes. Matt Lauer. In that sense, I'm not saying like loves loves, but like I mean, you know, and not to. But if, if, well, this is a fa- this is happening to them right now. Right. This is a part like, of if their this jobs. Was, if this was going on with you, this would be happening to me right now. That's what makes our kind of jobs very different. Like if a dude where you work gropes a chick, whatever, fire him. Fire right. him right now, who cares? Because you're probably not in a most of you are probably not in a partnership situation the right. way Matt Lauer is with Savannah Guthrie and some of the other people who I don't know who's on the Today show obviously. Hoda. I'm a, I'm I'm on the air when it's I think on. Kathy Lee's still on there. Is that right? I think so, dude. I'm telling you the truth. I think Kathy Lee is on there. Uh, I don't know where she works now, but and I know once upon a time she was with that brand, but somebody go get Meredith Vieira. I know her husband had like oh, yeah. uh, had some um, some health issues and stuff, and I know she decided to step away for a little while, then was doing interview shows. But Meredith Vieira is one of the best people you can ever get for that job. That woman is 
so incredibly talented and so good at her job. I've always been a huge fan of Meredith Vieira. Um, so that's who that would be at the very top of my list of who I would call. But I don't know. She might be with CBS now or somebody else. I, I haven't been paying attention. I um, I this is this is going to rock the radio industry because it'll go in steps. What will happen is we'll we'll do TV first because that's what we care about more, and so we'll get all the heavy hitters out of TV. But I'm telling you right now, there are nationally syndicated radio guys this morning who are sitting there going, "Oh God." Like oh, I, yeah. I've been on the air thirty years. There's no way I remember everything I said or did in a the hallway. There's no possible way, dude. I've only worked here four years. I can't tell you everything I said in the hallway. Or I do remember what I Worse did. Even. You're yes. right. I know exactly what I did. Yes. I think. I think there's plenty, truth. I think there's plenty of people across the country right now that have to be having a little moment of self panic where it's like, dude, when these skeletons start, you know, coming out of the closet, I know I've got my share of them in there. And dude, yeah, that's got to be. I mean, and I guess maybe that that feeling of fear is the acknowledgement of like, dude, I did something wrong here. Yeah, I, I like ownership. Um, we haven't had a statement from Matt Lauer yet. I'm guessing his lawyer has told him not to say anything uh, one way or the other. That would be my guess there. Um, I just, not that you can ever tell who anybody else, uh, you know, you who anybody is. I always say, you know, you, you, you don't really know. I mean, you could live with people and not know who they really are. Um, but Matt Lauer, this one was shocking to me. Like, you said it perfectly with Louis C.K. You're like, dude, he kind of looks like a creep anyway. Yeah, he's kind of acted like it. Always kind of, like, presented himself as such. It was different. It's more shocking when, like, those all-accessible... Like, I would never have thought twice. I don't have kids, but if I did, I would have never thought twice about turning the TV on and my kid listening to Matt Lauer. I would, like, as a matter of fact, if I was raising kids right now, I'm not sure I would have this show on in the car. Right point, but Matt Lauer, I'd be like, all right, well, my kid can probably listen to Matt Lauer for a few minutes while I'm finished getting dressed for work. You know what I mean? And so, like, when it's those people, because there's a lot of you that enjoy listening to this program. But if I got, but if I got arrested for this or if I got fired for this, admit it to there'd be a little bit of you like, well, I don't know the guy, but I mean, dude, all they do is talk about porn and masturbators in Walmart. Like, it's really that far of a stretch. Like, there are certain people where it's like, eh. Where, where you can maybe see it coming, Matt Lauer. This one completely blows me away. It, and it, which I guess ultimately the bigger point here is it just goes to show you how bad this problem really can be because it can be the people you least expect. Josh Gordon also came out and admitted to a whole slew of stuff that was going on at Baylor. I can't wait to get into this. That's next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. You can hear the anger in my voice. You can hear it. I'm angry. I'm angry. All right. Dude, Facebook just pisses me off. If there, it did, it just, oh. I got to admit, my least favorite part of what my what I do now, and this is, I got I, I just, I don't want to say this out of fear that it, it's going to make a lot of you mad and not want to listen. But because we get to hear every opinion you guys have now about everything that happens, it's kind of made this job a lot that much harder. It really has because everything's now like, like I'm being uh, going back to this Trump thing where you know he called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas to a couple of you know Navajo you know World War II survivors and that whole thing, and you know people are arguing slur slur. You know this guy's like you know Stansbury's become a liberal tool now. He might join Antifa. Who cares? Elizabeth Warren's garbage. Me posting the video of Trump saying it is not me standing for the side of Elizabeth Warren. I'm sorry some of you need to be driven all the way to the water before you'll see it. And I gotta handhold you and buy you a goddamn ice cream cone over everything I say. It doesn't mean I'm sticking up for Elizabeth Warren. That was not the time to do that. I have no problem if he calls her Pocahontas. I could care less. 
the moment was wrong. But I'm just a liberal tool. Which, by the way, guys, if you think I've turned into a liberal tool, you need to really go back and listen to those Maxwell Show podcasts some more. I was more left then. I didn't like sissies. I cried about the sissification of America. But I was more left then. You know why? Because I made twice as much money and I felt guilty about it and felt like I should give half of it away. Because my job comes to me easy. So this whole mystery of the, the, the show that you used to love and Stansbury is now a liberal tool, you're just wrong. I was more loved. I was anti-gun during that show, screaming my head off about it. I was more of a liberal then than I am now. Because you know what happened? I owned a small business and it woke me right up to either side of the politics are both wrong. It's in the middles where everything will get done. So if you're remembering it, that's revisionist history, thinking that I was that, that I was less left than I am now. That's revisionist history. I know who I am. And I'm the only one with all of those tapes. Some of it's on YouTube. I'm the only one that's got every show that that show ever did on a hard drive. I'm the only person. Maxwell doesn't even have it. I'm the only person that has it all. So I know what was said. To make this accusation that over like this last year I've completely changed who I am is ridiculous. What's happened is that I've gotten older and my worldview changes a little bit. Notice, though, I'm on the side of guns now, so much so that I endorse a local gun business, Great American Shooting Sports, because my opinions on that issue have changed. The whole way we have these conversations have changed, too. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I know there's always been a divide in politics and there's always been, you know, two sides to things. But at this point, it really has just turned into you said something I didn't agree with. Therefore, everything you say is now negative to me. It's now negated to me. It doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm going to scream at you about it. I just don't know if that was the way the conversations went in the past. Well, you know, a guy responds to him and says, you know, I really like that show. I just wish they'd stay out of politics. No, what you wish I would do is ignore the politics that you like and not and not expose the issues of it and oh, then yeah. condemn the other side. Oh, That's yeah. what you wish I would do. So if you're going to ask for something, at least have the balls to ask me for what you really want which was to leave your precious president alone. At least have the balls to ask me for what you really want, sissy. I, Dude, I, I'm all for it. You can have any problem with the show you want, but when you're unfair about it, I will defend myself tooth and nail. You know why? Because I'm a better arguer than you are, and I will destroy you every single time you try to do it. Every last time. And honestly, I wish I didn't get off on this amount of anger I have in my head right now. <laughs> Like, I wish I didn't do it. Do you have the Stansberry like stars going? Do you feel Not like yet. you're about to fall Not over? Not yet, okay. but that's All why right. we're moving up. <laughs> All right, dude, I don't want you to stroke out here. All so right. she's like, no, man, I used to love you, man, but you're a liberal too. Even though 15 years ago when I started, I was way more liberal than I am now. Way more. Not even close. I've been reined in by owning small businesses and realized, oh, my God, dude, a lot of that stuff on that side is nuts. But Whatever. But whatever, man. It's Facebook, man. You're allowed to just say whatever you want on Facebook. This is what I'm always talking about, bloggers and podcasters and this and that. I am beholden to a CEO, stockholders, clients. I have to carefully think about what I say and carefully craft it. Now, I know it doesn't sound a whole lot like it right now. All right? So there's a little bit of leash here, obviously, right? There's a little bit. But this is what I'm always saying about this stuff, is that you could just lodge all these complaints against me, whether they're valid or not. And I'm not sure that, and I'm a guy who hates this word, but is that really for all of you that want to make the world fair? Is that fair? I'm not sure it is. And like I said, you can, you can, you're allowed to have any issue you want. You want to not listen to the show? That's fine. It's your prerogative. I don't listen to everything I like every day either. 
Okay? So I get it. You're allowed to make that decision for you. But at least make the educated decision. And if you're going to ask me to do something, have the balls to ask me for what you really want, which is just to come in here and jump up and down on the Democrats. Which, fine. You ready? Al Franken's a dirtbag, and I hope they put him in front of a firing squad. Is that enough for you? Am I too... Wait a minute. Wait, 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 is that not, wait, am, I, am I not being liberal enough uh, you now? Didn't, you didn't, you didn't say, you didn't say Benghazi, you didn't say lock her up, you're missing out on stuff, Stansberry. I am the most in the middle media person you can find locally you're ever going to get. I am the most, there are shows on in the market and where you can listen near the market who are full on Antifa like supporters. That's not what you get here. Even Fantone, who's a liberal, is at least can admit when his party's wrong and when his candidates are wrong. Like, he was one of the first people that told you Hillary Clinton should just go away. She lost. Just go away. And I was volunteering for a campaign, and I was talking about the serious, like, issues that that woman had and, 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 and the serious issues that that, that you know, that her campaign had. Um, it, but it, it, it all just goes back to right now. It's like you can't you go even if you go the slightest one way or the other, all of a sudden you're perceived as all the way. So someone all they had to do was hear you say one thing that they interpreted as anti-Trump. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, dude, the libtard. That's all you are is a libtard. Yeah, just- and on the flip side of that, though. Dude, on the flip side of that, all 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 somebody has to hear is just a little bit of like, well, no, I feel differently, and right, right, and all of a sudden it's you know, it's like, nope, dude, you're a KKK member, and it's like, guys, there's got to be some nuance in life. Very rarely, I heard this once, and this was actually by um, by a fiction writer I like a lot, but he was writing a he was writing a political um, fake political you know TV show, but man, I forget what I was gonna say now. Oh, in the, West Wing here. In, yeah, right. one of my favorite shows ever. And in one of the episodes, they say very few days have absolutes, but every day that has absolutes almost always carries body counts. Point being is, it's the moment somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean that they full on sympathize with everything you hate. Wait to hear the end of it. But what we do now is we just hear wah, 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 like, you know, the Charlie Brown's teacher, and then the green light goes off in your brain, and oh, now I get to use an insult. And that's all you want to do. You just want to yell insults. That's all you want to do. You know how I know? Because that's what I want to do, too. We're all human. We're all going to fall victim to that. I just, I don't understand this stuff. I try very hard. I say it every single day during the program. I'm not a, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I have voted across both party lines in my adult life. I try to find the best candidate that I feel like can do that. I even said this last election, I didn't feel like I had that candidate. I had to make the lesser of two evils. I, and like, I, you know, I feel the exact same way. Yes, I voted across party lines. Yes, I feel like you can talk me into things that aren't necessarily, you know, what I always believe. Um, and dude, honestly, to you know, you could make the argument of, and I think our boss could probably make the argument of, of you almost do that to a fault in the sense of like, no, dude, you're supposed to have one set standard and this is our one well, set, you know, of opinion. You're right about that. But you know what's happening to this industry? And I talk about this all the time. When I first started in this industry, my boss would say to me all the time, just piss them off. That's all you got to do. Emotion's good. Dan, whether they love you or hate you, I don't care. But get them on one side of it. Either make them so allegiant to you that they can never not listen to you or make them so mad that all they do is go to work and tell everybody how much they hate you. Any Either way, we win. But that's not this industry anymore. Because now you're so mad and you're so vocal that my bosses will overreact over your overreaction via social media. 
that I can no longer do that. It used to be part of the radio where you would go on before the show and you would kind of have a conversation with everybody in the room and be like, all right, we all kind of agree here, but there's an argument on the other side. So, and I'll just go back to the previous show. Tiffany, you kind of have to fall on this sword a little bit, right? You're the chick in the room. You're going to have to fall on this sword a little bit, right? And there was part of that. But because you could kind of character back in the day where now reality, the word reality has ruined everything because now a joke is how you feel about everything versus just a funny line. You've moved the line, not us. Just know that. So as everybody bitches to me about how, how watered down everything is, how nothing's as good as it used to be, and, all, and not just this show, all things, right? Just remember that it wasn't us that chose to water it down. We're doing it because of your fake standards that you pretend to have while you got that keyboard out of your pocket. That's why everything's changed. It wasn't us. You think we wanted to change the system? We had the best system ever. We had to change it because the word reality crept into everything. And now when you hear a line, you automatically assume Fantone said it best once, is that it's no longer just a funny joke. It's now your entire belief system, which is, of course, crazy. I, dude, I, what makes me mad about this is not the fact that you have issues with the program. It's not, I don't want to sound like you either, you either love everything I do or you're, an, like you're a dick. That, that, that's not what's happening in here. Okay? But when I get, especially when, I, when people put political labels on me, it bothers me because I legitimately try to sit in the middle, hear everybody out and go, okay, well, that's nuts, so let's do it this way. That's who I try to be. That's what I try to do. If I fall short of that, then I apologize, and I will try to do a better job for you next time around. That's the, that's the, that's the most honest, which, by the way, that's the most honesty you'll get out of anybody on the radio, right? Most of it feels like shtick. Most of the time you're up and down the dial feels like shtick. Feels like somebody's kind of selling you on something, trying to get you hooked on the, oh my God, here's this controversy. This dude's going to drink this, right? Everybody's like shticking you. I'm not the guy that shticks you. I'm the guy that gives you Stansberry right down the middle every single day, which is why you're here right now. More of it's heading your way next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where a crazy person has been losing his mind for about a half hour straight on the program. If you missed it, podcast at WRQK.com. Now, as I sat down a very small, very few portion members of the audience, I want to thank the rest of you because... You never cease to amaze me how fast those of you that really do like it, how fast you'll get my back. And I know a lot of you really like when I lose my mind and kind of get angry and kind of like, you know, kind of go off on it. Actually, there's a guy on Twitter who calls it the Stansbury sit down. He loves it. Right. And I know there's a lot of you that do. But I worry sometimes that when I go into that, I'm driving more people away to the product than I am bringing people to it. Because I think there are a lot of people who don't want that from the radio. And if I was going to be honest, I think it's a shortcoming of me as a broadcaster is that sometimes my emotion takes over. If there are things that I wish at night that I could be better at, that might be one of them. Now, it may take away a part of a show that a lot of you really like, but I worry sometimes that it's doing more harm than good to the product. Again, here's more honesty than you're going to get from most radio dudes, right? That's what I'm I, like. I'll at least do that for you. As a matter of fact, Shane writes this in. First of all, thank you. I enjoy your show. I listen to it every Monday through Friday on my way to work. What the hell's the matter with you? We're on on Saturday, too. There's a best of. Listen to that, too. It says, I want to say thank you. I love your show because, yes, there are times where I disagree with you, but you give me enough information that I'll actually be able to put together some cognitive thought and maybe ask myself, is this really how I feel about this? That's why I love your show. I hope more people are like Shane in the world. I really do. 
Sometimes I wish I could debate with you in civil manner to see if there's something that I could offer to maybe get you something different. Please keep doing what you're doing, and I'll continue to listen. Your honesty... You're, no, I'm sorry. You're honestly my favorite morning show. Well, thank you, Shane. We appreciate that. And I got a bunch of these from Twitter and Facebook, and I don't have time to read them all. I just wanted to say thank you to the people who do like it, and thank you to the people who do listen and can disagree with me. Because I understand there's more of you than not. And sometimes that's what I'm guilty of, is that I sometimes as the guy who leads this ship, sometimes I'm guilty of programming to the to the few, not the many. I, I fall victim to that a lot, more than I should. And it's one of those things that was last year was kind of on my, uh, you know, not that you really want to do, you know, New Year's resolution. But it's kind of one of those things always where I'm like, there's a big board in my house and it changes a lot. My dad had one of these in his office at his house and he believes strongly in, in, in the top five and the, the top five of this is what I need to get better at tomorrow. And there's a big board in my house and one of them, there's two of them. One of them just says very simply big, bold letters, work harder. You should work harder is actually what it says. Actually, that is the one from my dad's office. And then. I have a top five of like, this is what you need to get better at as a person, broadcaster, whatever. But this is what you need to work on. I believe strongly in self-evaluation, ownership of who you are, self-awareness, and figuring out how to be better. And one of those things that's on that list of the top five constantly is stop falling victim to your emotions. As a matter of fact, at 930, you're getting a personal story of how that happened yesterday. And, and honestly, it sat with me all day. And honestly, I felt, I felt like it led to, to me not sleeping as well as I should have last the night. The crock pot of rage is filled, people. Just Stansberry rage stories all yeah. over the place. I can't wait. Yeah. Walmart on Tusk, dude, 930, your boy will be here. Yeah, well, yeah, let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Dude, you can't abandon me, dude. I need you here. You know what I mean? You might be the last person listening right now. So, dude, you, you stay put. All right. Coming up on Friday... It's the Long Haul Against Hunger. We'll be broadcasting live at Giant Eagle from 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening to benefit the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. That's what All right. Um, we do have I, – I, I hate to do more politics, but I do, have, I do have a tweet from the president. It says, wow, Matt Lauer was just fired from NBC for inappropriate sexual behavior in the workplace. But when will the top executives at NBC and Comcast be fired for putting out so much fake news? Check out Andy Lack's past. Now, is he implying that the top executives at NBC are guilty of sexual harassment? I think no. he no. I think because he pivots and goes straight to the fake news thing that that he's just driving home that narrative. Okay. This is one of those moments where if I were him, I'm not going to preach to the president. But if I were him, I'd be like, dude, I'm kind of on tape with Access Hollywood saying this. Like maybe I just sit this one out. Some people are saying that tape is not uh, is not actually President Trump. That should be pointed out that Access Hollywood has come out and said, "Make no mistake, this tape is one hundred percent accurate." Now I don't know who's lying there, but it's I know we played the tape, we played the audio, it sounded like him. And I mean, he came off of that bus. You know what I'm saying? It's, he was on that bus. There's I mean, no, the, yeah, they they had they had B-roll video. No of denying that. But so. I mean, but I mean, and, and 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 reports are saying that President Trump is denying that to people. So. I, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, at this point, what, what does he have to lose in that? And, like, why not deny it? So, I don't know. If that were me, I, w- I would have set that one out. That's just me. I And, again, I just want to apologize again. I thank you guys for sticking through it. You know, I, there's an old mentality that is held over from previous years where it's like the only way is out through. You know, the only way out is through. And I, I've kind of... 
I don't know. I, I, I feel now looking back at, at, as a 40 year old, we use that on the previous show as an excuse just to do what we wanted, where we just, we, we just gave into like our, our shortcomings and we're like, what? Well, what do you want us to do? We're creative. It's the way it is. And I think that that honestly, now looking back on it, that was not us handling that position with honestly the professionalism that we always should have. Wow. Just a lot of revelations this morning. Dude, Sam I probably Brady need a couch in here, laying right? Laying down on the couch, laying dude, it down. Letting, letting the feelings come out. Dude, let me tell thoughts, you. You know, he's reflecting on things. I like it. I need to do shows on no sleep more often. <laughs> Honestly, dude, between the two of us, we have like three hours of sleep right now. So in yeah, the maybe, week. Maybe it's the way to go, dude. Maybe this is what we should do. All right. I've been, uh, dude, I've been wanting to do this for a while now. We're going to get into this Josh Gordon stuff. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. If you miss me flipping out, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. Which, by the way, I really hate that I did that today because it's going to shoot a hole in my boat at 9.30 when I try to tell you that it wasn't my <laughs> anger that, got, that almost got me into a physical altercation on Saturday. You're going to be like, no way, dude. I just listened to you today freak out for like an hour and a half. But I swear to God, when me, this Friday, join Fantone and I both as we broadcast live at the Giant Eagle up on the strip there, North Canton, benefiting uh, the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. We'll be out there 6 o'clock that morning till 7 o'clock that evening, 13 straight out. It's a lot of Sansbury show. Too much, maybe. Maybe. Too much. A lot of people say. Too much. But we've done it every year. We've broken the record every single year. I hope to be able to do that again this year. I don't doubt it. Um, you guys never cease to amaze me with your generosity. I talk about this all the time. I really like um, doing these kinds of events because I get to meet you. I feel like you know everything about me. I don't know anything about you. And so I really like that because we get to like you know touch you. And, well, that, that sounds Jeez, weird. That sounds weird. Matt Lauer, that's, calm down over there. That sounds weird. Right. That's uh, that, that's not what I meant. Jesus, right. I need some sleep. Yeah, well, yeah, we do. Coffee or sleep or something. Um, I don't want to get too convoluted here with the charity thing. I know, like, once the the weather starts to change a little bit, everybody you know starts to get into the giving thing. But we do have a very good friend on the Canton Police Department, uh, named Officer Lamar Sharp, and he normally teams up with a client of mine, CSE uh, Federal Credit Union, and he does his fill the cruiser event that will be this Saturday, by the way, on uh, on North Market um, on Market North. Which I don't know, however, which way he's, I'm so goddamn tired. Uh, however, however the hell you say it. Uh, he'll be there from 11 to 3 on Saturday. I went last year. Uh, I'll probably stop by and make an appearance at this one this year as well. And, uh, I, I, dude, I got to tell you, I don't always love pictures of me, but he sent me, he tagged me in this picture. I got to tell you, dude, I, th- I think I look kind of good now. I was going to say the exact same thing. I retweeted it, and dude, you do. You look good. I look pretty you look g- handsome. I, feel I look like pretty good in that, right? Felt. Yeah, I feel like that's not a bad picture. Well, you, I was thinner than for sure. All right. Well, I'm just saying that might be the new. All right, Lamar, I'm there. not coming this year, buddy. <laughs> dude, just stand right stand You know what it is? I'm not small. I'm not thinner in that at all. He's just so big. Like, he's so mammoth that I look small. You can see this. Uh, it's at my Instagram, dan.stansberry, or my uh, my Twitter or Fantone's Twitter, which is at Fantone. Mine's at Stansberry Show. All right, I want to get into this Josh Gordon thing just a little bit. All right. um, you know, I, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Another broadcaster hailing from the area, actually. Ken Carmen. I want to give Ken Carmen credit here because he nailed this. The pride of Perry right there, dude. Panther and, man right there. And Kenny, even though he's technically competition, he nailed this. And I, and and so like I want to make sure he gets the credit for it. It was like two days ago he said on Twitter, the Browns are doing nothing, nothing to temper your expectations of Josh Gordon. Not a thing. 
which he feels like is kind of a mistake because if this kid doesn't light it up, you're going to be like, see, stoner, loser. There's a little bit of this in that. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, what do the Browns have to lose? It's like, dude, right. you know what I mean? But yes, I take the point. Flying J, maybe. I, uh... <laughs> so it came out that Josh Gordon dealt drugs while being at Baylor. Admitted he admitted this to dealing drugs during his college days at Baylor in an interview with Ben Baskin of Sports Illustrated. Ben, I don't know. Don't read a lot. Gordon said he would receive up to six pounds of marijuana each week. Jesus. God, dude. That doesn't sound like a lot to people who don't smoke weed. Like, I, because it, it, it just doesn't. It, 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 you know, a, a pound of, of well, meat isn't that big. But well, six pounds of weed? Jesus. I'll make it real easy for you. If your wife lost 10 pounds, would you know? <laughs> you know, most people buy weed either buy like an eighth of an ounce or a quarter of an ounce. No, I tell would me more. Say, I would probably say that's the average bag of weed. So that's a quarter of an ounce, dude. Six friggin' pounds of weed. That's a lot. That, dude, that's well into felony territory. A quarter pound is into felony territory. So like, good grief, dude. That's a ton of dope. Write that down. I want to make sure. <laughs> All right, put do, that on your your board. There's somebody get that on a laminated card for me. But he would get six pounds of marijuana, this is Josh Gordon here, each week through the mail, estimating he made up to $10,000 per month. Jesus. Wow. Dude, and you wonder why people deal drugs, right? Wow. You wonder why. Not that I'm saying you should. And not that every drug dealer gets the opportunities that Josh Gordon did, because I'm sure since he was a Baylor, you know, football star. Oh, you're selling to every athlete in the state. Selling to every athlete in the state, yeah. getting a good price on it. I can guarantee you that, that he was getting the hookup on it. So Because like, they knew he could move it quick. Right, right. Now, average drug dealer in Canton, I'm telling you right now, ain't making $10,000 a month. But, you know. I know you're listening, so bro, if you are, <laughs> I was going to say, knock your boy off a little, right? Like, pretty dedicated is all I'm saying. Upwards of $10,000 a month he would make Fantone. And here's the thing. He was selling it all around the state in Texas, including Dallas and Austin. He did tell Baskin about an epiphany he had over the summer that has changed his perspective on things. He says, if I was willing to go to any length to get a fix, then at what point am I going to go to any length to get something positive for me? Now, what you're hearing there is a little 12-step-ish stuff coming out of Josh Gordon, which I think is totally okay. Honesty is one of these things that they teach to addicts that you got it. Part of the one what has driven you to drugs is that you were living in private and that you weren't outwardly expressing your feelings and being yeah. honest with yourself and or others. And so they pre... I don't know which step it is, but I know it's a big one, right? I'm sure that those people will tell you all 12 of them really matter. And I'm sure that they do. I'm not trying to knock that. I'm just saying, I think that's what you're seeing here out of Josh Gordon. And again, much like I said about Louis C.K. that I hated what he did, but at least there was no dodging. He just said, yeah, man, did it. Did it. I'm, I, I'm remorseful. I'm sorry. We'll move forward. I like ownership. And at least this is Josh Gordon saying, at least this is who I am right now. I did this, it was wrong, I realize it now, and I want something better for my life. And I think the only way you can get better things for your life is to admit what you have done wrong. As, as Josh Gordon becomes more and more brutally honest and we get a clearer picture of what was going on with Baylor, I know it was a couple months ago he talked about how coaches were ha helping him pass drug tests, and I'm sure it's not going to, it's not too far of a stretch to think that people, whether coaches or someone within the athletic program, knew that he was dealing drugs. I wish I knew who the biggest NFL athlete he played with his. Um, it would have been Robert Griffin III, right? Yeah. Was he was he still there I think then? That, I think, that, I think that, yeah, There they, was like they, they, one or two yeah. year crossover there, right? Um, I don't know who else went to Baylor who Josh would have played with. But with all that being said, it's like, dude, when does the NCAA, when are they held accountable? Like, when along the line... Well, how can I hold 
an organized like an organizing body over what one school did. Over what? I mean, is 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 this well, one? School, I mean, yeah. Is this one athlete? No, of course it's no, not. it's not. And 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 how many times? I would be naive to say that. How many times are you going to allow your employees to 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 you know run your name through the mud with this? Essentially, you're you know whether they're your student athletes or your you know your coaches or whatever. It's just at some point America's going to have to say like, all right, so of all the issues the NFL has, of all the like, oh, we're so pissed at the NFL. It's like when when does the NCAA get theirs? Yeah, honestly, Never? I gotta tell you, I, I would I I think as a nation we should be more outraged over what's happening on college campuses than what's happening in the Dallas Cowboys locker room. But now it, I I just pulled the Dallas Cowboys out of nowhere. Don't make that don't make that statement about Ezekiel Elliott. What, I just pulled a team out of the air. What this all boils down to is the fact that the players aren't millionaires. Now the coaches are getting to be millionaires off of our taxpayer dollars. I was gonna say I would think would make me even more pissed. But no, it's because it's because those athletes don't make money. Therefore, it's like no, the integrity. That's that's all that matters. Is because they're poor like me. Again, I heard people making the argument the other day as you know they're going to extend the college football playoff. Eventually, we all know that's coming. They're already starting to talk about it a little bit in whispers and stuff like that. Is that you know what? If you want to put put off paying these college players, giving them a pro schedule is probably not the best way to go about it. Adding more games, right? Right. As CTE is part of the conversation for kids who aren't compensated, it's probably not the best idea to add more games. And let's be real, if you extend that college football playoff by a couple of games, by by eight more teams, or are by you know what would it be 14 more teams at this point or 12 more teams at this point that's so much more money that's so much more revenue and that's why they're going to do it yeah. so it's all about so, money so, so so hey work more for less and and then hopefully your brain doesn't get scrambled well i deal with that every day there it is no i'm just kidding not even close i uh, i wanted to get into this eli manning thing but i really don't want to hit people over the head back to back with football there so what i'm going to do is i'm going to bump one of these segments up and I'm going to tell you how I almost got beat up in a parking lot oh. yesterday. You're going to get you're going to get the story from 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 the parking lot. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I'm hearing now from the big lead that this Matt Lauer issue is all surrounding the Olympics in Rio. Okay. Is where uh, is where this situation went down. Now I will never make an excuse for that. Right. But I think there are things that are reasons. And I could see how that could happen. Now, you'd have to be a creep first. OK, right. like, but I can see how somebody who is inflicted with, the, with those kinds of desire could be removed from you know your home country. You're in Rio. There. You're only around a certain select people that, you know, there's probably a language barrier with a lot of other people, depending on where you're staying, what you're doing. There's a little bit of like, yes, we're at work, but it feels like a little bit like play because we're on remote and there's this thing and there's maybe a little vacation aspect that creeps in and we all make bad decisions on vacations. Next thing you know, you're out to work, you know, out to dinner with work friends. You have too much to drink. And I don't want to be like, well, you know, we drank too much and that's how it happened. And then excuse it that way because that's awful. I don't care how blacked out drunk I get. I'd like to think as an adult, I'm still responsible for my actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at some point, dude, there's a reason why the drinking age is 21, right? Is because we're 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 then saying that after you turn this age, you should be able to you know handle this, and then you know stand up and say, yeah, yeah, I did whatever you know you're accused of or whatever you did, and not have to blame the alcohol. But that's what I'm hearing, um, and I just wanted to give you the latest of what I knew on Matt Lauer before moving forward. I feel like this is an unfortunate day for me to have to tell this story because I spent a lot of this morning yelling. And so 
uh, this guy, a guy said something to me yesterday during an altercation that I think when I tell you what he said, you're going to be like, well, yeah, that dude's right. Okay. All right. So, so let me tell you what happened. Set the table here. Let's see what's going on. So I leave work. Right. And it's pretty nice out. And I was like, all right, you're only going to get so many, many more of these. Let's go play around a golf today. Yeah. I mean, just almost unfathomable. It was almost how like nice 60. It's been. Yeah. I think it was over 60 at one point <laughs> yesterday. And the fact that it's uh, essentially December tomorrow, like, yes, it's, it's mind boggling. That's the truth. It's, um, it's nice. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll, I'll accept global warming. I love it. So I realized, I was like, ah, probably a little low on the golf ball supply. And when you play fall golf is what it's called. There's leaves everywhere. So you are even you can hit a ball straight down the middle of the fairway and might not be able to find it because the leaves all over the ground and some other things. And, right. so, you know, and the grass is getting a little longer and that whole thing. So I was like, all right, just pick up some more so you're not out there frustrated about the fact that, you know, you ran out or whatever. So I go, I'm driving up Tusk, leaving downtown where I live, driving up Tusk towards the Walmart there. And the Walmart's where I'm deciding to go to pick up the golf balls because I needed a couple other things. And I'm like you, when I need 11 things, you go to the Mart. Yeah, I mean, it's the most convenient place on the face of the planet. Whether you like it or not, it's the truth. Yeah, right? So I'm in the turning lane, and I pull into the first portion of the parking lot. Now, you know when you pull in that parking lot, you come up, and there's that gas station to the left of you. I believe it's a Circle K. There's a stop sign there, but there's not a stop sign for you pulling into Walmart. You're just supposed to continuously go. Just like every mall on the face of the planet, incoming traffic does not stop. That, yeah. is, that is commonplace knowledge, or it should be commonplace knowledge. Yeah, that guy had that to say to me, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm pulling in, and to the left of me at that stop sign is a guy approaching the stop sign, but he doesn't necessarily stop at it. He comes through it. So I stop. Because, yes, incoming traffic does not stop, but whatever, my car's still going to get crashed into whether I'm right or wrong. So looking to avoid that, I stop. Yeah, dude, the main thing, your main goal is to not hit anything or be hit with your automobile. But if you do, but if you do, North Canton collisions where you go to get it fixed. Big or small, small, they fix them all. But I didn't want to necessarily have that problem yesterday. No, that's 100% understandable. Avoiding a car accident is is on the top of my list of things to do. I stopped my car and just made sure the dude wasn't coming through the stop sign and was going to hit me. You know, in a fever of getting his holiday shopping done. Okay. And uh, that whole intersection of where you turn in off of Tusk and then the road that runs there and then the Walmart parking lot, that gets a little chaotic. It does, man. There's a lot of moving pieces, parts in there. I feel like a lot of people get intimidated or they don't necessarily know what to do or they're just not very good drivers. And and I, I feel like a lot of stuff happens there. So I'm not surprised to find out that this was the, uh, this was, you know, uh, the, the catalyst of all this. So I stop. And I kind of look, and you do that thing where you're both looking through each other's windshield, like, what, what, you know, what are we doing here? Am I going? Am I going? Who's going? Okay. And he throws his hands up in the car. So I go. And then I look in my rearview mirror, and he's flailing around in the car, like with the with the hand gestures, like I'm this big moron, right? Because right. I because I was like just trying to protect everybody, like let's make sure. Yes, I know I had the right away, but the cars are still going to crash, and I don't want it. So now he's like flailing his arms around in his car, and I can see it. How close to an accident were you? Was, not were, that close. Okay, so cars weren't close. No, I stopped like we just, well short of it. Okay, so it's not like we just barely missed. No, it. No, okay. no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Nobody was in danger of getting hit. Nothing. All right. right? But I am looking in my rear view mirror and I can see the anger. So I whip into a parking spot and he pulls into the bank across 
that I, I I think it's a Chase Bank that's right there yeah. in that in the front of that parking lot. Sounds right. And he's in the line like the ATM. So I get out of my car, and this part is important. All right. I just look over at him and kind of give him the Monopoly guy hands off to my side. Like, what the hell was that about? He takes it as if my hands are up, like I'm like entering into the let's get into a fight. Okay. So he then whips out of that line, cuts two people off, almost gets into another car accident to come yell at me. Starts screaming at me. What are you throwing your arms up at for? I was like, I'm trying to figure out what the hell you were so mad at me for. for se-. He's like, incoming traffic doesn't stop. What are you new here? What are you not from here? And I was like, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not from here. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not from here. I said, I've lived here about four years, but I'm not from here. And he's like screaming at me. And so I start walking away. And I walk past his car. And he gives me the, don't walk away from me when I'm talking to you. Jeez. And I just turned and stopped. And I was like, if you want to talk to me, get out of the car. I noticed, dude, you're talking about how, he's like, no, you're going to run away. I said, dude, I literally turned my back to you. A guy who's pissed at me. I turned my back at you and I'm strolling away from you. Basically showing you, I think you're a puss who's never getting out of that car. Nobody's walking away from you, bro. Curious, how old is this dude? Probably between you and I. Okay. All right, so a full-grown adult. For those of you that don't know, what are you, 34? 30, yeah, 34 soon 34, enough. I'm 40. So, it's like, so, you know, there you go. So then he backs the car up as to continue to have the conversation with me because I'm walking well, away from walking, him. you're walking, okay. <laughs> and as he's backing the car up screaming at me, he tells me, you got an anger problem, bro. And that's when I stopped and I thought about it. I was like, well, crap, I kind of do. Am I wrong here? And then the more I played it in my head when I was walking through Walmart, I was like, no. I legitimately just kind of got out of the car. I was looking at him, like, arms off to the side. Not confrontational, but like, dude, what the hell was that? Why are you screaming at me? Yes. I mean, you know, now, could you have played it in the sense of could you have totally ignored it and walked away and nothing would have happened? But it's not like you were giving the dude the finger. It's not like you were harassing the dude. It's not like you were screaming at the dude. Uh, yeah, the, you're, okay, you're okay here. There was reflection all day. On my part, where I thought to myself, and I guarantee you this is why I couldn't sleep last night. This gives you a perfect like peer into like how crazy I legitimately can be sometimes. So where my own brain gets in my own way so many times. But I legitimately all day was like, okay, you didn't do anything to really accelerate it, but you did nothing as an adult to stop it. And that, again, going back to giving into my emotions, what we talked about earlier in the 8 a.m. hour, and if you missed that podcast, it was pretty good, WRQK.com. I'm going to pat myself on the back there. And I, uh, I, I just, it really sat with me all day where I was like, because there was some, the part I'm leaving out is there was somebody in the car with me. And after the whole thing's over, she gets out of the car, we start walking into Walmart. And she just says to me, she's like, look, I enjoy you. (laughs) I said, okay. She goes, but sometimes you forget what a bullseye you'll have on your back in moments like this. She's like, damn, that guy's got nothing to lose. Like his boss isn't going to care. His boss is not going to care. He's not going to know. His wife's not going to know. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. She's like, the wrong person sees you do this, Dan, and everything that you've worked 15 years for slept in your car for given up on you know family vacation all the, all this other stuff you have sacrificed for goes away because of a moment she's like you have got to get better control of that 
And it was really when another human being was kind of like, she wasn't mad. She wasn't angry. wasn't like, oh my God, you scared me by how like right. masculine you were. It wasn't like one of those. She was just like, look, man, for self-preservation, you gotta not do this stuff. She's like, you always, Dan, she's like, you're in the public eye. You have always, always, always got to take the high road. And I'll be honest with you, that's hard to do. Especially in that moment where I felt like I was trying to stop people from smashing into one another and I'm being called an idiot. Yeah, and in that moment, you didn't feel like Stansberry, the dude from Rock 106.9. You were just a person dealing with a high-stress situation. So, like, it's easy to it's easy to lose perspective of what she was saying there, but she has a very she, valid she's point. She's totally valid. Right. If you know me, I am the last kind of guy. I'm the last guy in the world that's going to welcome a physical fight into his life. Now, if you hit me or if you hit somebody close to me or like, you know, if I'm walking through the you know, mall, you grab my girlfriend's ass, we're going to blows. Let's just welcome to it. But like I will normally go way out of my way to argue this away, discuss it away. Dude, let me give you some concert tickets. We'll figure this out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother you in your day. Like, let me try to make this right. Uh, that's max fix it. Oh, like, that's nor- that's normally how I fix things is like, you know what I mean? I, I'm, a, I'm a conversationalist by trade. Communication is what I do. It's what I'd rather do. That's how I resolve conflict. As a matter of fact, most girls who have dated me and legitimately been girlfriends have been like, dude, I got to tell you, most guys don't talk about their, you know, their feelings. He does it too much. Like he's just constantly talking to me about what he's thinking and what he's feeling. It's just who I am. I'm just open that way. And so like, I just could not get over it yesterday. And I hate this reptilian thing in my brain that I was like, there was a little bit of me and I hate to admit that this is true. But there was a little bit of me that was when I was walking through Walmart was pissed I didn't get to hit him. Like there was a little bit of me that was like, dude, if you got to hit that guy, this probably all goes away and you feel better right now. Ultimately, my life is worse in the end, which is why I'm glad it didn't even get to that point. But if you're going to whip your car from one end of the parking lot to another to raise your voice at somebody, be the guy who takes the seatbelt out and gets off the car or gets out of the car. Otherwise, you just look ridiculous. Backing up to yell at me more, telling me I have an anger problem. All I was trying to do is make sure people didn't smash into one another. But you had to get into Walmart five minutes faster to buy whatever it is I'm sure that you needed so desperately. So there it is. I don't know. Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? I I, I, I don't think you were wrong here. I I, I guess you're right as the sense of, well, could I have handled it better? Of course. But I think most situations could be handled handled better there. Um, But I don't think you should be losing sleep over that. There was, I mean, Phantom, the amount of embarrassment that ran through me yesterday over that. Oh, dude, that's the worst, man. After you had I wasn't angry. I was just like, oh, why did you allow this to happen? That high stress moment, you feel like you're jacked (laughs) up and you're ready to go. And oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden it kind of hits you of like, dude, what did I just? Why am I? I why sure. did I fall victim sure. to this? Why did this happen? And I could not stop reliving the moment in my head all night last night. And finally, I, f- I fell asleep at three forty-five this morning. My alarm went off at four. I, that's why I've been yelling all morning. And honestly, I haven't eaten a damn thing. Linda, if you're listening, bring me a donut. <laughs> all right, I got some audio on Eli Manning. I want sports fans to hear. We'll play that for you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock. 1069 Rock 1069 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. It seems like people who listen to the show daily, like daily listeners, really enjoy today's program. People have been thanking me all day for it. Like, dude, today's been really good. Like, you know what it's been? I think both you and I are slap happy and we're both a little goofy today and we're both a little bit loose. Like, yeah. Yeah. Loose. Loose normally leads to Loose, not careless, normally leads to pretty good radio shows. And, you know, in my experience, my limited experience, but 
I would say that that's normally true. There's a fine line between loose and careless, and you have to walk it very carefully, but you are right. Loose can be very good. At least that seems to work for you and I a lot. Well, loosey-goosey action right there. Yep. Hey, before we get into Eli Manning, I know we're getting that. I want to throw a shout out to the Canton Charge. Won a game last night in overtime. Nice. Uh, again, what was I think it was one thirteen to one fourteen. Charge pulling off a road victory right there. So uh, you know, just shouting the boys out. If you're a basketball fan, be paying attention to the Charge for a little while. Ooh, little still insider info. Can't give it to you. Cannot because Fantone works there. Yeah. Don't want to get my man in trouble. Can't. But exciting things. But if you're a fan of basketball. You're going to be wanting to be at Charge Games pretty soon, I think. December 1st, Friday night's your next one. So tickets still available, cantoncharge.com. December 1st is also a long haul against hunger yeah. as I'm shoving my face full of <laughs> Archer Farms protein trail mix that one of the salespeople brought in because she was like, um, you sound hungry today. So she brought me a little trail mix. There you go. Um, December 1st is long haul against hunger. We'll be at the Giant Eagle on the strip from 6 to 10 that morning. No, I'm sorry. 6 a.m. that morning till 7 o'clock that evening. Yes. Look at me trying to get out of it early. Yeah, we're leaving at 10. Nah. No, no, no. Nobody's leaving early. Covered that in the meeting yesterday. Yeah. No, we'll all so be we'll there. be out there to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. They're taking non-perishable food items, some checks, some cash. They'll actually swipe debit and credit cards on site as well. So um, I know we covered the Super 6 in the meeting uh, yesterday. Yeah. It's peanut butter, canned Correct. soup, yep. canned tuna, yep. box cereal, box cereal, canned vegetables, canned vegetables. And I'm missing one. Beef stew. There we go. There it is. There we go. So we'll see you guys. Um, Easy Max, another one on the list. We uh, we added that to our list a couple of years ago, and it's worked out you know massively. I actually I ran into uh, Frank from the four fifteen group, who is one of the uh, the corporate sponsors that gets on board with us every year. I love I like that guy. He's and, actually a really cool guy. And matches donations, and he was like, "Yo, are you guys you guys getting that macaroni and cheese together?" I said, "Frank, we're taking care of you, baby. So get that mac and cheese going." For we'll us. see you guys on Friday. Can't wait to meet some of you. All right, so. Eli Manning is was, I guess I should say now, the quarterback of the New York football Giants. People get mad when I say that. They haven't had a baseball team in forever. Remember that dude got pissed like, at that, you. That was like, he, he was so I mad. because I was at you. It's like, that's how they're commonly referred to, but whatever. Eli Manning, obviously the brother of Peyton, won two Super Bowls. And it seems to me that Eli Manning is the least impressive two-time Super Bowl quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback I've ever seen. Don't those Super Bowls feel like 20 years ago? Like, it, it, Honestly, like... That David Tyree catch oh does feel like God. forever ago. Like forever ago. For those of you that don't remember, he caught the ball like on top of his helmet. It was That was against the Patriots, right? I think so, yeah. I was pretty sure. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way that went down. So, the, the, the Giants have been struggling. And there were people who are more locked into the sports in the NFL world than I am, who made the made the argument when Ben McAdoo, the head coach, got the job that he was basically a gym teacher being promoted. That there are guys in this league who are coordinators and position coaches who are not head coaches. And the constant turnover, and again, I, I blame this on fan bases, on coaches, has got teams constantly reaching for the next coach. All right, well, let's move on. We'll go grab somebody else, right? So they, you know, they bump up Ben McAdoo or whatever. Kind of takes the reins. And, you know, they have some early season problems with Odell, and there's a couple of other things. That he's, you know, there's rumors he's losing the locker room and this and that. Well, all through this, Eli's play, I guess, has diminished pretty badly. And now I haven't been watching a lot of football the last few weeks because I, well, I don't have cable anymore, so I'm unable to see the games. Yeah, sneak it in. There it is. Sneak it in. There it is. I'm a cord cutter. I'm a cord cutter. All right. Right? And so I have no problem believing this because the couple of games I watched earlier this season, Eli looked like a mess. I mean, he looked terrible. 
And so I guess what the Giants said to him was they want to start to split time between he and Geno Smith. I believe out of West Virginia, who was drafted by the Jets, if memory serves correct. Right? And so, and people, there are people who believe in Geno. There are people who don't. There are people who believe we saw enough of Geno at the Jets to kind of know he can't do it or whatever. And again, Eli Manning, a two-time Super Bowl winner. And there's always been the argument in the NFL that if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Right? Dude, that that exists in peewee football. I can remember in JV football, it was like, no, dude, it's either going to be Kyle or it's going to be Brandon. Who's getting to start here? And and you you had to pick one. I got to thank my buddy Dustin here because I I, I didn't say it this way because I wasn't sure I remembered it correctly, but a two-time Super Bowl MVP nonetheless, Eli Manning. Right? This guy gets no respect around the league. It's crazy. And... So they say, they basically tell him, look, we want to split time between you and Gino. And if you're Eli, you've been in the league since what? I think Fanton looked it up this morning. It was 04. Yeah. Forever, dude. Just I goes mean, to show you, if you don't leave the pocket and throw the ball downfield, you can play in this league a long time if you're a quarterback. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, look at Brady. Right? And so Eli is obviously upset by this decision. Nobody wants to be benched or even benched half the time. And honestly, if the two-quarterback system, you play one quarter, this guy plays, if it worked, more teams would do it. It does not work. I don't even think there's room to really make the argument. I don't think the Giants can make the argument of, well, this is our best plan to win games. How? How how is is having Geno Smith out there, the start is not, how is that not a better option if he's the better quarterback? It's it's not... It's not baseball where you need five starting rotation where you need like you know a starting row. It doesn't work like that. It's a leadership position and guys need to feel like that's my guy. No matter what, hell or high water, that's my guy. And I and I believe in that. And so Eli says, "Nah, dude, if that's what you want to do, I ain't into it." And he got murdered via social media. And before I give me, you know, before I give you my opinion on that, let's actually take a listen to what Eli had to say himself. You know, if you're, you know, to go out there knowing you're coming out—that's, you know, I, I just didn't think that's. Uh, how do you prepare? Hey, you're, you know, yeah, start this week. I was going to play the first half, and Gino was going to start the second half. But where, you know, eventually they're going to start working in uh, Davis, and you know what, you know, it, you know, I, I thought I was just starting and playing to keep a streak alive, and uh, I didn't think that's the right thing. That streak, by the way, he's talking about was 210 career starts. That that's the streak he's talking about, and so he felt like the Giants wanted to continue to let him have that. So he could hang his hat on that. Yeah, for what? You have two Super Bowl MVPs. What, 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 what does this mean to me? Exactly. When, even though you're two, whatever your record is, you're trying to win games. You're, you go out every game to try to win a game, right? Right. You know, that's that's. You know, I think that's when you. Uh, that's your job, you know. I mean, you're, you're a starting quarterback. Your job to go out there and and win the football game. And when that's not the case, you're just going out there to, you know, to play, knowing you're not going to finish the game. Um, I just didn't see a. Uh, that being the right thing. Three more guys. Three more. How hard is this hitting you emotionally? That's hard. It's been a hard, uh, hard, you know, hard day to handle this, but uh, you know, hang in there and figure it out. Do you feel like you might have started your last game for the Giants? I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know. More, I'll, uh, That's a question you gotta ask, time. but. I feel bad for him when they get asked that question because, dude, he can't be that honest with you. Yeah, you can't just be like, yeah, I feel like this is it. It's all done. Because you know what I mean? at the very least, you've got five more weeks there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, uh, you, you I know the question has to be asked, but 
that's brutal. So Twitter, of course, murdered Eli Manning for his stance on this. And I got to tell you, I feel like I just have a different take here. I feel like this is something that has flipped on its head from when I was a kid till now. Where I feel like if you would have told Eli Manning in, the, in 1986 when I was growing up, I would have been about 10. If you would have told a starting quarterback then that you were going to split him, and the guy said, no, I'm the starter, you either want me or, you know what I mean, that you would have been like, yeah, that's a leader, that's a man. But now it's being sold that Eli Manning's giving up. Well, I mean, isn't there a little bit of you as an athlete have an obligation to your team to do what your coaches feel are best? And, like, if this is what coach wants. Well, where it will get tricky is I don't want my wide receivers not doing what coaches are asking. Right. If, so if, that does get tricky. You're right there. If you have a situational running back and it's like, no, this is my guy on third and short. More and common. he's all of a sudden like, well, yes, more common. But nonetheless, I mean, this is your coach at the end of the day is the true leader of the team. I know it's hard to recognize that when you're a Cleveland Browns fan, but <laughs> your coach is the true to the, like, that's where the buck stops. It doesn't stop on Peyton or on Eli Manning's desk. It stops on, uh, you know, uh, McAdoo's desk. And that's, that's, that's who it is. That's fair. So you, you as an athlete, have that obligation. Whether you believe it or not, you need to go out there and do what coach tells you to do. Do you and I have an obligation to do what the boss says, even if we know it's going to lead to to non-success? Um, it's it's going to lead us to us to us being unemployed. So it's like we can make our stance if we want to, but we know what the consequence of that. Different is. there for him because if, I mean he's got the financial stability to walk away from it. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of Eli Manning standing up for what he believes in here, which I like. I think there's a little bit too much go along with the system now. Where I think I want a guy with some fire in the belly that says, "Nah, man, I'm the guy. Give me the goddamn ball. I'm the guy." Too, too much. Listen to coach now. Nah, I mean, that's, yeah, when you put it through that filter, that it weakens my argument. I can't argue that, right? I just, yeah, you, sh- you got to listen to your coaches. You do. But admittingly, Ben McAdoo is not a great head coach, right? And this is a system nobody else in the NFL does. Even with, t- dude, the only other team that's done this this year, guess who it is? It's us. It's us. Outside of injury. Hugh Jackson's the only other coach that's been like, yeah, you know, you go in, you come out, you go in, you go out. So, dude, if you're taking pages out of the Browns playbook, bro, like, I'm sorry. And I just think, there not there something about time served? Where it's like, dude, the guy gave you 210 starts. Get through, you're not winning anything this season. You got nothing to save. Ride the season out and then finish out and figure out what you're going to do. Um, the thing I'll the counter to that I'll say is that you still have the goal of every time you snap that football to win that game. And I know that some teams are going to be like, well, we're trying to improve our draft position or whatever. But you can't make that argument at least publicly. You can't yeah. be like, you know, oh no, it doesn't matter. You can't tell your fans who cares. And, and, we're not going to win. And no, you can't just base it on on well, he's been here. That he has the longest tenure here. That's a terrible precedent to set. Of like, well, you've been here longer than me. I'm better at my job than you, but you've been here longer. Therefore, you. You get the the starting role. You get paid more money. Like Rob Parker says, it's a short menu. Wins and losses in sports. I just I can kind of feel for Eli, and here's why. Yeah, I can too. There's a radio equivalent here, and you see this with morning shows all the time. From six to eight, they kind of do what they want, and then at nine o'clock, what do they do? Shut up! And here comes your rock ride, ninety minute nonstop rock ride. You know what that is? That's management saying we do not believe in this radio show. Every good radio person will tell you. The moment their boss comes in, 
and says, we're going to shut you up at 9 o'clock and we're going to nonstop rock it, everybody will tell you. That's when you update your resume because you're about to be shown the door. Coming up next, Joe Jett and the Blackhearts. And also some Canton Charge tickets. Next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. Now, if you didn't brave the crowds on Friday for Black Friday, maybe you missed out on saving yourself some money on a TV. No worries. That was a couple hundred bucks. I'm going to save you thousands on a car. Right now, the Wacom Auto family is extending their Black Friday deals until the end of the month. How about $10,000 off on a 2017 Ford F-150 XLT Super Cab 4x4? That's right, $10,000 off. I drive a Honda Accord. Maybe you want one of those. You can grab a 2017 Honda Accord Auto Sedan Touring Edition on the Wacom Auto Mile for up to $6,000 off that Honda Accord. There are so many Black Friday deals still left on the table at the Wacom Auto family. Find them online at Wacom.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Or stop by in person on the Wacom Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. There is where you will find a 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander third row SUV for up to five grand off. And like I said, the big one that keeps sticking out to me is if you're a truck dude, a 2017 Ford F-150 XLT Super Cab 4x4, they're taking $10,000 off on the Wacom Auto Mile. So just head up to West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin, where the Wacom Auto Mile is. You'll do what I did. You'll save the Wacom Way. Hi. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069, online for you, WRQK.com. Dude, are you back at that Christmas bar again tonight? I am not tonight. No. It is open tonight. It is. It will be on and pop in, but your boy... Dude, I got to get home and go to bed, man. Boy, tired. Sleepy. I got to rest up for long haul against hunger. Yeah, you do. Which, by the way, long haul against hunger will be Friday. We'll start at 6 o'clock that morning, go all the way till 7 o'clock that evening. Taking food, cash check, donations to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, and then ultimately residents of Stark County there. Done it every year. It's been awesome every single year. You guys constantly blow me away with uh, with the numbers. You've beat the number every single year. And I look forward to uh, having that again. Which, by the way, if you missed Dan Flowers on the air yesterday, podcast is up for you at WRQK.com. I'm going to run it again for you tomorrow. I believe a lot of what Dan Flowers had to say in here yesterday needs to be said more and needs to get as many ears as it can get its hands on some important message, but also a uh, a great messenger, dude. I don't uh, I, 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 I I don't think I say it uh, very often about guests, but like, dude, Dan Flowers is a personality. Like that guy is great in front of a microphone. He knows what he's doing. There's like, there's no mistake on how he got to right, what he's doing, right. right? Because it's just so real and raw. It just comes out of him, like the, you know, the integrity of, of what he's trying to do. You're right. Like that guy could easily move into the Tony Robbins aspect of. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's where I'm headed. There it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your lives all fixed. I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to live a hassle-free life. Right. I'll teach you how not to get beat up in the Walmart parking lot. (laughs) If you missed that story, it'll be in the podcast today as well. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. That game's on the eighth. Pulling from memory now, it's the Delaware 87ers you are in town, right? Look at me. Look at me knowing the things. We'll take caller twenty right now. One 7625 you're getting hooked up with charge tickets. Aside from that, we'll be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a great afternoon. 